Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nation Show. I'm excited to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes. We'll talk NFL football, Super Bowl, 57 odds, and a lot more. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nation Show. Head on over to playup.com, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. Michael Noonan's on the line. It's Monday. We'll talk some football. What's happening, dude? Good morning, Phil. Good morning, man. How's things? Things are good. Things are good. I'm awake. Cat just had second breakfast. We're ready to go. <laughs> second breakfast. Second breakfast. Yes. I can afford a second breakfast today, too, thankfully. So that's a good thing. Well, because of last week. Yeah, it's been a good week. And more importantly, it was a good day. You know, going 10-1 and 1 should have been 11-0. and 0. It would have been 12-1. I didn't, wasn't able to get... Because the uh, goaltending situation for the Rangers was unsolved. And I forgot, I told my people that I write to every day, if Shesterkin is playing in the Nets, play Rangers on the money line and also play the under. And I forgot to tag the under in there also. So it, would, it was even actually a better day. But it's all good. Yeah, it's fun to win. You know, it's been hard. Outside of football and obviously baseball from the summer this winter season has been quite the interesting ride and i'm kind of glad no i'm really glad to uh have a day like that so it is what it is but uh you know um the super bowl is only a year away only only we haven't even seen the free agent period yet we haven't seen the draft yet but that hasn't stopped several sports books from posting their odds, the futures odds, to win the Super Bowl. And I thought we would go through some of these some of these little things here. Talk about, you know, maybe a little strategy for these folks and win. Okay, I'm confused. Okay. Which is not unusual. Okay. We haven't had free agency. We haven't had the draft. Okay. We've got lots of new coaches in new places. Mm-hmm. How can you make odds this early in the season? I think you can. I, well, they do. It's never stopped anyone. I, I think the main thing about these odds, and they have them based on what they know, the best thing to do, if you don't, intimately understand how your team works and how the team is going to shape itself for the upcoming season, then this is probably not for you. At least not this point of the At least not this time of the year, I would say. 
I would think that if somebody was bright and lucky enough to find the the sleeper team amongst these, that you could get a better deal with a higher chance for profit than closer when we do know all that stuff. So are are you are you gambling on who you think's going to do the best job in the off season? That's what the gamble is. That's exactly what this is. You know, so I would say and also, you know, you're not going to see your money until February of 2023. And that's a long way off. So I guess my first bit of advice is whatever you put down on these plays if you put them anything down on them. It's money that you're not going to see for years, so you better just put something up that you're not even going to miss. Because it's a hard one to pick this. You know, Michael, when I was in Vegas at the NHC, there was a gentleman who was sitting at the table next to us who put $1,000, and we saw his ticket, on uh, the Cincinnati Bengals reaching the Super Bowl. And he erupted at that because I think it was like 1,500 to 1 or or 3,000 to 1, something like that. That's a pretty good hit. Yeah, I would imagine that uh, <laughs> he would be a little bit excited over that. I know I would be. Plus, he also qualified for the final eight at the NHC, so he made some loot that weekend. But that's those kind of bets you hear about, you don't, you rarely see the you know the result and the winning face but people do win and i mean it, i guess it's a viable bet but when you look at these odds you know you're not going to get better odds than what you're going to get today on any of these teams like buffalo seven to one seven and a half to one would you put a shekel or two down on buffalo because of maybe these top four or five teams they seem to be the one team that has just about everyone coming back, everything in place, and you know, a couple little of additions here and there, little tweak, whatever, and the Bills could find themselves in the Super Bowl. They've been close the last two seasons. Yeah, and and they have most of their coaches coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, there is another great point, by the way. Well, and that's when I was looking at this, I was like. The uh, the object here is to find next year's Bengals, actually. Yeah. You know, the team that went from 4-12 and 12 to the Super Bowl. Right. And I'm not sure I'm seeing any of them. So then I was looking for, what else? Stability. Mm-hmm. And right now, of, so the top five, Bills, Chiefs, Rams, Niners, Packers... They're the most stable by far. Yeah. They are. And Josh Allen doesn't look too bad. I I think if they could uh, perhaps get a running back in the offseason, they might be a little better. I know they they did a good job rushing the football. They did a decent job protecting the quarterback. He's got good receivers to throw to and a halfway decent defense. And like you said, all the coaches are returning for another season. That helps a lot because these guys already know what's expected of them. You know, there's continuity. 
And I think the Bills are a good bet, actually, to to win the Super Bowl. I think they're a good bet, Michael. I think that's I think I don't know if they're next year's Bengals, as you rightly said, but they're darn well. Maybe they're darn close. We don't even have a schedule yet. It's it's just interesting to me how many of these teams are really kind of in turmoil, right? And because the Rams are going to need a new coaching staff because they're all in Minnesota now. Yep, except for the head coach, who's probably going to end up retiring after next year. Well, it depends on how much they signed him for. Yeah, that's My, true, too. I'm sure that Mr. Cronky wrote him a nice check. Uh, Niners need a bunch of new coaches. Mm-hmm. Packers, who knows what Rodgers is going to do. And Devontae Adams. Yeah, supposedly this week. But you know, even if they keep those two, there's not a lot of money left for the rest of the roster. Um, I'll bet you that, I, I, to me, the smart money would be, yeah, the Bills. They're going to return. But I'll bet you most of the money goes on the Cowboys. Well, that's possible. They might lose. They're going to lose Amari Cooper, though. But I guess they can pick up a bunch. You don't, you don't think there'll be any love for the Chiefs? They have most of their skilled players on offense returning. The offensive line was starting to gel toward the end of the season. They started to get healthy. They have most of their coaches in place. Why yeah. not the Chiefs? No no good reason other than, you know what happens with teams like that that are good all the time is people take them for granted? You know, I'm glad you brought that up because there, there's something that's been annoying me for like the last year. I don't understand, and they call themselves Chiefs Kingdom on Twitter. I do not understand how any fan of the Kansas City Chiefs could be, how do I put this, upset. Try being a damn Lions fan. How could they be upset with Patrick Mahomes? He's he's one of the brightest stars in the league. (laughs) I see all the complaining about his brother and his girlfriend. Oh, right. Fiance now, by the way. He wanted to make that clear. I, It's like, I will trade you Kirk Cousins and pretty much whatever else you want for Patrick and his girlfriend and his brother today. <laughs> and you wouldn't even hesitate, would you? Oh, um, uh, I'll drive him there. I, <laughs> I, I don't get that. I see that on Twitter, too. I'm like, I, I don't get it. But I'm from a different era, okay? Um, I, I, I didn't care what, what Fran Tarkenton's family did. <laughs> right, right. And, of course, back then, you didn't know anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You didn't know anyway. Yeah, that's right. There wasn't this 24-hour-a-day uh, coverage on people to where you knew all of this stuff that really takes away from enjoying being a fan. You know, I, I'm I'm sure that those old Viking teams uh, had some some people of less than sterling character on them. I don't want to know. 
One of the most shocking things I ever found out as a child was that Fran Tarkenton's best friend was Fred Dreyer. <laughs> Didn't they go to college together? I don't remember what, how in the world they got to be buddies, but the hated Rams, uh, and, and here's this guy is Tarkenton's best friend. They used to roam through the West here together at times, raising much cane. Uh, and, and that's as big as a scandal as I ever knew about when I was a kid. But I, I, I think you're right on. Uh, Chiefs fans, you got it good. They have it too good. Enjoy it while you can, and don't worry about the rest of the stuff. You know what? And who cares about what their girlfriends or fiancés or brothers say? A lot of people seem to like the bro- his brother's videos on the sideline, but they won't let him do that anymore. And, and that's a pity. You know something, man? I don't give a crap what their kids do. I don't care what their wives do or their girlfriends do. I don't care about any part of their family. The only thing I care about is if they show up on Sunday and they win, or at least try to win and put in a great effort. I don't understand the hatred for these Chiefs. I just don't get it, and and in particular, Patrick Mahomes. You got a kid on his way to the Hall of Fame if he continues at this pace. He's one of the best quarterbacks we've seen come out of college in quite some time. Burrow being another one. And I just don't get it. You know, it's an embarrassment of riches is what the Chiefs have. And yet still people are not happy with that. You know, they've been to four consecutive AFC championships. That's pretty good. You know, my Jets were in twice, but, you know, what are you going to do about that? And it's it's a hard league to have that kind of um, consistency in. So I, I don't get it. They've got uh, one of the best coaches. They've got maybe the best quarterback. And uh, eat it up while you can. And that tight end and, wide receiver combo with Tyreek Hill and uh, Travis Kelce, that's not a bad little thing to have either. And It's know, all good. Now, I, it's all good if you're a Chiefs fan. I like to watch them. Doesn't matter. I, you know, I'm not a big Chiefs fan. Although I think their uniforms are absolutely the bomb. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and have been since day one. But uh, I, I, I don't get people that can't stand it when things are good. Now, there's a weird notation on this list. Okay. Explain to me how Denver is so high on this list. Oh, I can. You know why? It's because it's it's the speculation that Aaron Rodgers is going to wind up in Denver. And if they can get, if you can get this price, see, this is the part of it that's, that astonishes me. If you can get this price at 25 to 1, which is pretty darn good. Okay, some places it's 18 to 1. But if you can get those prices for the Broncos and you know that Aaron Rodgers is going to play for them, which no one seems to know, that's a hell of a bet right there because he ups your ante big time because they have a pretty good football team. What they need is an elite quarterback. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but if that's something that you think is going to happen, then you had better snag this price now. At twenty-five to one, 
Otherwise, you're going to be looking at about you're going to be looking at them in similar fashion to the four or I'm better than the 49ers. I would think that they would be like right up there, one, two, or three with the Chiefs and the Bills. I would think so. But right now, they've got better odds to make the Super Bowl. or They've got the same odds as the Cardinals. Better odds than the Buccaneers. Same odds as the Colts. That's kind of weird. Uh, uh, well, that's wise. The betting public has already pushed it to there. Because I wouldn't think an odds maker would put that number, attach that number, that low a number to Denver. I mean... That's a lot. That's a big number for that team, and it should be even bigger, I would think. I mean, you've got, look at this list. I mean, it's incredible. You know, they're pretty close in some places to the Bengals at 18 to 1. Some of them have it at 20 to 1. That's a big number. But then again, do you think that that's what Aaron Rodgers or another elite quarterback? is going to do, and that would be to sign with Denver, or Denver makes a trade for somebody. I can see them making a trade for somebody. Mm -hmm. The Aaron Rodgers stuff boggles my mind because to get Aaron Rodgers, they'd kind of have to gut the best parts of the team. You think they would, though? If if it was mainly draft picks, I could see it happening. But you know it's going to be draft picks and Jerry Judy. Yeah, that's what it will be, Jerry Judy, for sure. Because they're going to lose Devontae Adams also, probably. Yeah, I, I don't, you know. So, to me, this doesn't make sense from the bookmaker's perspective because you've got the Broncos at uh, 25 to 1. Maybe thinking that Rodgers is going to be there, but you still have the uh, the Packers <laughs> at ten to one. Right, I know, huh? Some places it's as high as fifteen to one, and that's okay too because you know they're trying to take the, the the job of an odds maker is to take enough money on both sides that you limit your liabilities, and and I gotta tell you at twenty five to one. The Broncos aren't a bad play, again, if you know that Aaron Rodgers is going to go there. But then again, you have to put all the pieces together. And let's face it, let's be honest, Green Bay, that's not a bad football team over there. And they didn't make it to the NFL, to Super Bowl. They haven't been there in a while. So, I mean, you got that. You got, you know, the other one, too, is the Rams are very low on this totem pole. At eleven to one, twelve to one in some places, and you know what? I don't think they have a snowball's chance in hell of repeating. And I and I say that because I I think with the new coaching moves that they have to make, what they had to replace their offensive coordinator, I believe their defensive coordinator, I think their quarterbacks coach is also not there now, or he got promoted. Um, they have a lot of things going on. Aaron Donald is coming back, he says, and that's fine. But how much can we trust that offense to replicate what they did this season at times? And the defense, too. 
Because if you remember the Chicago Bears, remember they had that historic season in 26, I guess it was 2018. And 2019 came around and they weren't as good anymore. Because historically good means just that. It's hard to replicate something like that. And they did, they made a lot of their money off of two players, Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. when he joined the team. If you remember, he did a great job. They also have an uncertainty about Woods. I mean, he'll come back, but what will he be when he comes back? I don't know. They, I kind of think that the Rams got a little bit lucky this year. Maybe they were a little more lucky than good. But I don't see them repeating again. Do you? I'd say the NFC is as wide open as it's ever been. I know, huh? Tell me who's going to be better than them. Uh, Brady's out of the league. For now. For now. Dallas might be. I don't trust Dallas. Yeah, I I can see. I, I can actually see that. But they seem to think that they're going to have a better team next year. If they lose Amari Cooper, that's like a lot of cap space that clears out. And they can actually get a couple players and replace him. That that should be interesting. It's possible, uh, but are they are they the Bengals for next year? Eh, I don't know. Chargers twenty two to one. Uh, that's not a bad thought. If not they can at all fill up some holes, the Cardinals are not respected. That's interesting to me, and, and you know what? Maybe rightly so, because after that hot start, like. After DeAndre Hopkins was lost for the season, things changed in that camp. And now they're talking about Kyler Murray. He doesn't want to be there, blah, blah, blah. He says that he does. I don't even know what to think about that team. You know, I think that team's in a, a heap of trouble. Um, and I saw they, they extended Cliff Kingsbury. They did, huh? He had all kinds of issues over there. Boy. But if you watch those Cardinal games, the body language and attitude of Kyler Murray on the field was reminiscent of uh, who's who is the Chicago quarterback before Trubisky. Oh man! You know who I'm talking about? I do know who you're talking about. Sure. Terrible body language. Terrible uh, everything. Oh, Butler to Cutler. No. No, that's that was a kicker. What, what's his name? Who was He's, the kid that was married to the guy who uh, who was married to the actress, the reality star, Jay Cutler? Cutler, that's it. Yeah. I think Butler. Yes, Jay Cutler. I probably did say Butler, but yeah, Jay Cutler. Yeah, and remember how everybody would criticize just the way he was, the way he carried himself. Oh yeah, Kyler Murray was like ten times worse. I can't. That kid's got an attitude problem. A big one. And I don't I don't see how that team know. You know, I, I, I would be uh, more interested to see what even uh, like a team like the Vikings or the Eagles uh, would do over them. Uh 
The Browns, 35 to 1. I know, huh? Why are they so far down? Uncertainty at quarterback. Now Jarvis Landry might not return. They've got lots of issues. They're at, now they're up some of the places, 40 to 1. They had so many issues. They have, like I said, they have a quarterback thing that they're trying to figure out. There's a lot of uncertainty in Cleveland, and there shouldn't be really. That's a heck of a roster. But for whatever reason, they just couldn't pull it together. I think they had a lot of COVID-19 issues. And I know they had their injury issues. And then they have a quarterback who can't throw. No, I'm sorry. He can throw. He's just not very accurate. And it all boils down to that. And that's why they're where they are. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who instantly stood out in this one. And you probably laugh, but the Tennessee Titans. Two at twenty to one. Twenty five to one in some places. You know, that's not a bad football team. And they did a lot of good things without Derrick Henry. It's a good football team. And I think if they get another if they can get another receiver in there, they should be all right. Yeah, again, so much of this depends on on what what the off season looks like. Um, but I, I keep looking at this list, <laughs> and I find it I still find it very strange how they've got some of these stacked. I I really like the Chargers at twenty two to one. Okay, if I'm going to pick one, that's what I'm going to pick. I think. You got all the bottom feeders um, that, I mean, and last year, one of the bottom feeders would have been Cincinnati, but I don't see a team like that unless the Raiders at 50 to one. Now that one might be interesting. That could very well be interesting. That's something else. I, I think the Raiders, the Raiders were not that bad last year. You know, they had a lot of turmoil, but at 50 to 1, whoo wee. You know, uh, I thought they did an outstanding job last year. Mm-hmm. Everything they've been through. Um, I don't understand why they didn't keep. What's his, what was his name? Bisaccio? Yeah, Bisaccio. They didn't They didn't keep him. I think it's the continuity thing. They wanted to clean house. They didn't like that. But it, he had their respect, and they were winning with him. They well, got was, to the wild card game at least, right? Yeah. Um, I was listening to Max Crosby on one of the sports talk shows the other day, and he had nothing but great things to say about the guy and said he went to bat for him. That uh, you know, he talked to Mark Davis and tried to get him to re-sign him, mm-hmm. and he said no. Obviously, no. Davis went another way, and I, I wonder if that was going to, if that's going to end up being a mistake. Could I could see it being a mistake? This guy guided them through all of this conflict, uh, got him to the playoffs. And they were a tough out. Why not keep him? 
I don't know. I sometimes I, I wonder about that. I I don't know what they're thinking. Well, I don't have any idea what they're thinking. But it's interesting that the Browns, like you said, and Seattle Seahawks are basically have the same odds in a lot of different places. Anywhere from thirty five to one to forty to one. And they have as much uncertainty as anybody. At least the Browns, we, we pretty much know what they're gonna have and what they're coming back with. But Seattle, we don't know. We don't know if they're going to keep Russell Wilson. We don't know any of those things. I think it'd be a tough ask to bet on them. What about the Vikings? 35 to 1, 40 to 1 in some places. What, what do you think? It's uh, it's beyond my ability to figure out right now. Brand new, gen- brand new general manager, brand new coach, brand new system. Vikings have traditionally been a 4-3 team. Now they're going to be in a base 3-4. They've got free agents all over the place. Most of the defense is free agents at this point. The ones you'd want to keep. Uh, Janiel Hunter is due an $18 million bonus in about a week. Um, They still don't know what they're going to do with Kirk Cousins, who's a $44 million cap hit this year. Don't tell me about your quarterback problems, Kansas City. I won't be sending you his rookie card. No, do not send me his rookie card. No, I would never do that. That would be something you would send me if you were angry. I Uh, wouldn't even pay enough pay money to do that. But (laughs) I like the new general manager. I kind of like the new coach. I, I see possibilities. Do I see enough possibilities to get in my wallet? That would be no. Uh, I, I I don't see that. Um, but the odds makers have got them up above the Eagles and the Browns and the Saints uh, and the Steelers. Steelers at fifty to one. That's crazy numbers. That's crazy numbers. That's intense, don't you think? Yep, that's that's intense. For a team who's never had a losing season, and, and, and part of that is getting to the playoffs, and once you get there, anything can happen. That's a big number. 60-1 to 1 in some places. That's a big number. But again, the quarterback uncertainty... We don't know what the Steelers are going to do or not do. There's rumors that they're going to look Aaron Rodgers' way. And if they do, you know, he makes that team better. But again, they also need maybe a big-time receiver. I know Deontay Johnson's a nice player, and everyone's high on him, including me. He helped me get to the finals of my fantasy league. But I would think you need a Devontae Adams type. Maybe they can get Devontae Adams. You never know with what the Steelers will do. The other one, there was one other one here that really made me, kind of got me interested. And that's the Washington Commanders. Commanders. <laughs> yeah, Commanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 to 1, 60 to 1, some places 44 to 1. So what about them? Do you think that they can put something together? Because they didn't look half bad. The second half of the season, probably. There's rumors, though, that they're going to get rid of either quarterback. What do you think about the Washington team? 
So the, the quarterback today would be Tyler Haneke, the former Viking backup. Right. Um, who's a good, uh, he's a great backup. He's obviously not a starter. Uh, the rumor on all of the sports shows and uh, beat writers is that they're going to try to land somebody. Uh, at some point, we need to look at the list of what's out there for for quarterbacks. I think they're a mediocre team. It's a dysfunctional organization. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some incredible studs on defense. Uh, Terry McLaughlin, love him. But I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it enough to take a flyer on him for sure. Nope, I don't. And I don't see anything else on this list that even excites me or entices me to want to do anything other than to say, great job today, Michael. Well, thank you, Phil. What a fun time as always. We'll we'll be back next week too. Um, next week is going to be an interesting week around here because I'll be beginning a new gig in Pennsylvania, a tennis gig. I retired. I know you all know that, but I came out of retirement because I really like this opportunity. That's not going to change how we do the show or what we do. It's just the first couple of days, I have to figure everything out, but we'll see what happens. And I know it's NCAA basketball season. I know you want your podcast, and we'll do our best to provide them for you. But Michael did a great job as always. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Phil. It's always fun. Always fun. It's always fun talking football with you or anything for that matter. You can find Michael over at Phoenix Preacher on Twitter, and if you're so inclined, head on over to his website, phoenixpreacher.com, and that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We want to thank PlayUp Sportsbook for presenting the show. PlayUp.com is always your best bet. All picks made on the Phil Nason Show are tracked at betstamp.app. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves, be good, and most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, My sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.